What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. Okay, we are back today. Super excited. Um, talking a little bit about the FBS uh, this last week and what to expect from the week that is coming forward now just moving my notes around a lot of notes that i took uh this saturday really impressed overall uh with a lot of things and i guess just the storylines that are that are kind of taking place right now in college football uh we will get to that in a little bit again um to start off, we will be talking uh, about a team that I was was impressed with. Um, honestly, on both sides of the ball, teams, right? Uh, the uh, the SEC game of the week last week was the week between or the game between LSU and Texas. It was a great game. Now. We put up, it was 471 yards passing for, uh, for LSU and 409 yards passing for Texas. That is just pa- passing yards. Uh, for rushing, LSU had 102 and Texas had 121. For a combined total of 573 for LSU and 530 for Texas with the negative plays, uh, the penalties were fairly even. Uh, first downs very close. It was such a good game. In the end, Texas had an opportunity to catch the onside kick. Normally, uh, I was sitting with my friend, and he goes, honestly, onside kicks never work. And then it almost happens. It couldn't have been placed better. I'm very impressed with LSU, very impressed with Texas. Uh, I always thought in the Big 12, uh, I was like, okay, Oklahoma was going to be good. I kind of knew that. I was a little bit weary of Texas, but I kind of thought, okay, from the outside, uh, Iowa State looks good, TCU looks good, Baylor looks good. But honestly, Texas definitely made me a believer of them this week. I'm really excited to see what uh, kind of comes of both of those teams. I think LSU is ready for Bama. I would love to see uh, LSU beat Alabama. And honestly, this year I'm kind of cheering against Alabama. Uh, this is for the first time. Uh, I just I I was talking to my dad and. I told him, I said, I'm just not impressed with Alabama. Uh, I will never watch a game. I, I don't like watching their games. It's boring. I don't, I, I mean, I probably could look up, we probably should look up TV ratings and stuff like that, but it's not a game that I'm totally set on watching and like, oh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to flip on the Alabama and we're just going to watch them beat down on New Mexico State because that's what I want to watch. No. At least Clemson scheduled Texas A&M. That was great. Congratulations to them. And I watched a little bit of that game. Now it's still, you don't really want to see the beatdown, but the games I want to see is the Colorado-Nebraska game that goes to overtime, the Army-Michigan game. We did not expect that game here and get the ball rolling to be that close. Heck, last year, even the Oklahoma-Army game was really good. Goes into overtime. Army had a chance. Ends up throwing the interception at the end of the game. My goodness, I want that. That is what college football is. I do not care about watching Alabama beat down on Duke or Alabama beat down on New Mexico State. Come on, man. Schedule somebody. Uh... Uh, like I mentioned before, Army goes to double overtime against Michigan. I said a little bit in the recap, uh, not to be fooled. Uh, definitely be looking forward for this Army team. They are on the radar. Uh, I've kind of mentioned a couple of teams that are on our radar as we are going forward. Uh, 
just teams that you're like, okay, well, I definitely want to be watching this team as it as this you know as the season progresses what's going to happen this team definitely looks like a bowl team uh how far uh will this team make run the tables basically uh army is definitely one of them i don't think uh they could potentially lose again now Tulane, that Tulane game is going to be tough the navy game will be tough and the air force game will be tough just because of the commander-in-chief and everything like that but i'm telling you army very impressed with this team very impressed with uh todd monk and everything he's done uh there at uh army really kind of just instituted a standard they get back-to-back winning uh seasons i believe they won their bowl games as well oh double digit win seasons as well and uh we'll see how far this team can take it this next year uh another big uh surprise i guess i guess it wasn't much of a surprise because you know they put up 79 points against howard uh now howard isn't the best team in in the fcs or in the nation in general so i was a little, a little bit weary at first to to completely go full on in in on uh on Maryland, but they put up some impressive numbers. I got them for you right here. Uh, they put up four, 650 uh, total yards of offense and 400 yards to Syracuse's 400. Uh, it was a great game. Josh Jackson, I don't understand why Virginia Tech did not play him. I don't really know exactly everything that went on, but it was such a fun game. He had an 84.7 QBR uh, through three touchdowns. It was a great game uh, to watch. And, you know, the receivers, he, he was getting them involved. They had uh, 107 yards out of uh, Leak and 94 rushing yards out of Funk. And even McFarland got in on the action with 75 and Fleet Davis had 67. So this Maryland team knows how to run. Now I thought, okay, Mike Loxley, he was not good at new mexico what is it different this time i'm definitely going to be watching them as they go forward uh to see a little bit difference also you north carolina they get another big win against uh uh, miami now they were close wins and you gotta understand uh the universe will balance out close wins and close losses last year they had a lot of close losses so maybe this is just a balancing process but i think uh mac brown just knows how to exploit defensive coaches you know manny diaz defensive coach uh the week before uh will muschamp defensive coach their their defensive man i think he knows how to exploit that uh congratulations to north carolina i didn't think it would be this successful i thought you would actually lose both of those games they end up winning both of them they're definitely on the radar to see what happens mac brown I thought at Texas came off as very arrogant. He seems very humble at North Carolina and just, he just wants to be there. I love watching it and, uh, just a very impressive, uh, win by North Carolina. Now, uh, again, I reference this other, again, in my previous podcast, but Cal beats the University of Washington 2019. Uh, the Pac-12 team remains, honestly, Utah and Wazoo. They're both undefeated. We'll see uh, where that takes us. I still think Oregon and Washington aren't out of it. And it's true. My my uh, friend just, uh, he texted me about 15 minutes ago and goes, USC is still uh, undefeated. Now, it's true. I'm not sold on USC, and I've been a little bit hard on them and and, and their playmakers and stuff like that, but uh, we will see what happens. Also, there are a lot of storylines that we are following on the disappointing side. Uh, Chip Kelly at UCLA loses again to San Diego State. Uh, 
which I don't even know how that's possible. Uh, San Diego State struggled against Weber State. Honestly, Weber State should have beat San Diego State. It was six to nothing, and Weber State had multiple things. They had a, they, I believe it was a punt return. They had called back. Uh, Weber State had multiple opportunities to win the game, and they didn't win it. And I was like, okay, well, that's FCS against FBS. Well, maybe San Diego State's down a little bit. They come out and they beat UCLA. Now we probably won't be talking about them much as the year goes on, uh, just because I thought, well, they could get these first two games, and now you're looking for four other wins, right? You're going to play Oklahoma, you're not going to win that game, but you're going to have four other wins. Now, could you be a team like Colorado or Arizona? Well, that gives you, okay, we'll say yes. That gives you, you to beat two other teams. Okay, well, you USC is obviously struggling. Maybe you can upset one other team and you're looking at a six and six year but ucla is struggling uh not very impressed with what they are so far also tennessee loses once again uh ugly loss against byu i gave byu a shout out at the end of the game now they did get lucky with that throw by uh other quarterback wilson uh but other than that, I mean, congratulations, BYU. I don't want to take a, away from that, but Tennessee looks bad. They don't look like they have energy. They look lackadaisical. I am not impressed with this Tennessee team, and overall, I'm not really impressed with uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, he was yelling at his kids. I, I did not like that. I, I mean, I, I like yelling, but coach them up, and I uh, didn't like the, the look of that. Uh, also, a couple other big names that, that we've been following. Scott Frost at Nebraska. They lose once again. He cannot win on the road. Uh, I just want to – I don't want to blast him because I think I think I'm wrong on this. I really think he is a good coach. But, you know, he hasn't – outside of that 13-0 season, he hasn't really proved much. Outside of that, I mean, congratulations. It was 6-7, and 13-0, and, and then you went 4-8. and eight. Uh, With a George O'Leary team, yes, that didn't win a game. And uh, there was that whole thing like, oh, wow, now they're back. And, you know, they should have won the national championship. Honestly, I think he had something special at UCF. And it's just not translating to Nebraska. I am not impressed with this. And uh, we'll see as the season rolls on. Uh, they have a very easy schedule. They have a couple of uh, games that are upcoming that I think they could definitely definitely win Uh, but if you're not going to win road games you're not going to be a good you're not going to see a lot of I guess uh, national attention on you they have Northern Illinois after this at home Uh, they should win that game kind of concerns me they go on the road to Illinois now they did beat Illinois last year pretty good in Lincoln but again on the road can they win uh they play Ohio State Northwestern and Minnesota which all three of those teams right now look really tough and uh, not really looking there's not really an easy win they even had to play at Maryland Iowa Wisconsin to finish the season and I understand you don't pull, pull Penn State you don't pull Michigan State and you get you don't pull Michigan this was supposed to be their year this was an easy schedule overall for a power five team and uh, they have not looked impressive whatsoever Uh, Nebraska you gotta get your act together Uh, not impressed another big storyline Les Miles is back right the Mad Hatter uh, we've been waiting for him to come back into college football since his days at LSU Uh, his team Kansas lost 12 to 7 against Coastal Carolina which is kind of an embarrassment. 
I don't really know what to think with Kansas. Uh, they haven't really ever been good. I want to see if Les Miles can can kind of take control of that program. We'll see what comes back of that. The other storyline that was really disappointing is the Florida teams and of FAU and FIU. Now, uh, last year, Butch Davis uh, went 9-4 and four with his Panthers. He got him back to a bowl game. Uh, first... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. No, they went back-to-back in 10-11. I thought they won in 2017, but uh, they go back-to-back, haven't been to a bowl game for a while. They have a lot of returners, and they lose to Tulane, and they lose to Western Kentucky, and Western Kentucky just got beat by Central Arkansas. That's optically a really bad game. They take on New Hampshire after this. Now, New Hampshire struggled against Holy Cross. Uh, Hopefully, they can get a win, and we'll see what they do against uh, Conference USA teams, but overall with FIU and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about FAU right here uh, FAU has not looked impressive either uh, they lose to Ohio State they lose to UCF but now they did outscore Ohio State after the first first quarter 21 uh, to 17 so you can take that for what it's worth but they got blasted by UCF now those are two upper level teams but I thought they might be able to get one of them uh they take on their next few games are pretty easy. Uh, Ball State, Wagner, and Charlotte. We'll see if they can capitalize. Uh, if they struggle with any of those teams, uh, I don't think it's man overboard because I, I I like Lane Kiffin there actually quite a bit. Uh, the 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 media attention is not in Boca Raton, Florida. The media attention is is elsewhere, and I think that really does. Uh, really kind of sets him up uh, for success so all right so right now we're gonna be taking a break we're gonna have a little bit we're gonna have our ad break our sponsorship of anchor after that we'll talk a little bit about teams on our radar teams that we are impressed with through two weeks uh, it's a new segment obviously last year uh, last week we couldn't do it but we have two weeks of data to look at I know it's just a small sample size but uh, we'll talk about teams that are on our radar teams we are impressed with and then we will move on to the games of the week for for week three of the college football uh, season. So stay tuned after the ad break. Coming up, teams on our radar. All right, we are back after that ag segment. Uh, always grateful for Anchor and what they do for me and starting this podcast. Anyway, uh, just a little bit of news for you guys. I uh, stepped away, took a little bit of a break, went and got myself a swig. If you guys aren't familiar with swig, it is kind of uh, like Starbucks for uh, soda, I guess. You go up, get a sweet little soda. So I'm all jacked and ready to go as we get into this. So a new little segment that I want to be doing and starting to do a little bit is what I call On Our Radar, right? Now, this week, we only prepared for On Our Radar for the teams uh, that we like, not teams that have disappointed us so far in the college football season so far. So anyway, um, on our radar uh, to start off, and I think it's on a little bit on everybody's radar. Uh, honestly, I think that this team uh, has proven time and time again, well, I guess not time and time again, but the last two times that they can absolutely ball, and it has been uh, very impressive to what uh, this team can do and what they've accomplished with exactly what they have. Um, and that is Maryland. Um, Maryland was able to get the win, a big win over Syracuse. Again, I've talked a little bit about them. Uh, very impressed, very impressive. Uh, Mike Loxley, again, only went, uh, I think he was three and 33 at New Mexico and kind of a tire fire. And I thought there's no way that this guy is going to take a team like Maryland that, uh, 
ever since joining the Big Ten really hasn't had the success as what it's wanted, but uh, he was able to do do so, and he's looked impressive uh, in the next couple, uh, the last couple of games. And uh, going forward, uh, Maryland has a bye this next week, so you're probably not going to hear me talk a lot about them. Or if you're tired of me talking about them, they definitely are impressive. But uh, they have a bye, and then they're home against Penn State. I think that is. I thought the the Syracuse test was was a really good start I guess to the to what we are going to be dealing with uh, a little bit and to find out what this Maryland team is all about and honestly I think that uh the game against Penn State is going to have a lot of huge implications if they are to beat Penn State does that make them better than Michigan State uh, are we talking about them in the same breath as Ohio State and potentially Michigan are they going to look to to run the table on that side of the Big Ten to get to the Big Ten title game now that's really hopeful thinking but with the quarterback like Josh Jackson the way he's played and the way the skill players have played especially the rushing attack uh, you know they almost had three guys into 100 yard territory uh, this last weekend so we'll be watching them they are definitely on our radar also somebody that has uh, kind of came to me as a surprise who is on our radar is the Louisville Cardinals. Now, uh, it's not like they have not been impressive ever or they're just uh, – the last couple of years have been tough under uh, Bobby Petrino, and when I when I start to look at it, I'm like, okay, what am what are we exactly doing with this? Uh, where is this team going to go with with a team that was you know really talented with um, Lamar Jackson and he was the the all-time rusher in Louisville history. Where is where is Scott Satterfield going to build? Now, Scott Satterfield was at Appalachian State. He went 4-8 and eight, were in the uh, FCS, but when he was in the FBS with Appalachian State, he went 47-16. and 16. That is a tremendous record. And uh, at first, I was like a little nervous because I didn't want him to be like a lot of the other um, coaches who come up from these lower lower programs and they end up just just struggling kind of like Mike Loxley when I honestly uh, but you know what he was put in a great situation and Louisville has a huge potential to completely turn around uh, especially on their side of the ACC um and they played very well against Notre Dame I felt like Notre Dame adjusted a little bit better to the schemes that Louisville was running than Louisville did to Notre Dame, but they still scored 17 points against a team that went to the playoff last year. Uh, they allowed 35, and then uh, they played Eastern Kentucky this last Saturday. Now, um, Eastern Kentucky is one of my hopefuls to win the Ohio Valley. Uh, I also like UT Martin and Murray State out of the Ohio Valley, a little bit down on Jacksonville State, but a really good team, and they only allowed uh, – I want to say only a couple hundred yards and they didn't allow them to score. Now that is maybe that's just Louisville uh, flexing their big Kentucky muscles, but it was honestly really impressive to see Uh, up next. They're taking on Western Kentucky. They'll be playing that game in Nashville. Uh, then they play Florida State and have a bye. But what makes this really unique is if they get the win against Western Kentucky. Now, Western Kentucky just lost to Central Arkansas, but beat FIU. So we don't really know what we got with Western Kentucky yet. But uh, if Western Kentucky gets the win here, uh, or sorry, Louisville gets a win against Western Kentucky. Um, Florida State has has proven uh, a couple times now that they have struggled uh, in big games. Willie Taggart has struggled. So honestly, they could be three and one uh, going into uh, their bye week, and then coming out of it, they have Boston College and Wake Forest. So they could potentially only have you know two losses before their game against Clemson, and that is absolutely a tremendous turnaround for Scott Satterfield. Scott Satterfield, uh, Vegas had Louisville at four wins 
to start off the season. And I honestly think that they'll be able to top that. I think they get uh, a couple of wins that I wasn't expecting. I had them actually a little bit lower. And so uh, I would not be surprised if this team gets into the uh, into a bowl game. Uh, next up that we'll be looking at on our radar is Cal. Uh, Cal just mainly because of their big win against uh, Washington. I want to see kind of how the quarterback there progresses, how their offense progresses. Obviously, they they, they have struggles, but uh, their defense is, is proven that defensive, you know, they win championships. And so I would like to see if they can get the win um, coming up. They do play North Texas uh, at Ole Miss and then home against Arizona State. All three very winnable games. Uh, I think that North Texas game, uh, they'll you know cut through them like butter. Ole Miss just lost to Memphis. They did beat Arkansas, but that's not, that's not really saying much. Uh, so they get the win there, and then they play against uh, Arizona State. And uh, Arizona State's offensive line is really not that good. A big area of concern. Their quarterback play isn't uh, top level. So honestly, Cal could 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 be rolling through the Pac-12 uh, North, and we might be you know maybe they were the they were the hidden gem and they still had to play Oregon. They still had to play Washington state. Um, so, I mean, they're still going to struggle. It's not like they're going to, to, to completely go, you know, undefeated here and just, you know, light everybody up, but it's definitely going to be a team that is on our radar that we're going to be following. Uh, next up is Wyoming. They got the win against, uh, Texas State this year, this week, and I understand that it's not really that impressive, but uh, I did not think they were going to win against Missouri, and where we didn't do it last week, just kind of giving them a shout-out here. Uh, next up, they have Idaho, who is an FCS team. Uh, used to be an FBS, but now they have moved down into the Big Sky Conference. Um, then they're on the road against Tulsa, then home against UNLV. This team could be 5-0 and going into a bye week, and coming out of the bye week, they don't really play very many hard teams. They have a date with Louis, or uh, not Louisville, they have a date with Boise State and uh, Utah State, which those will be really tough games, and Air Force. I believe they're all towards the end of the season. Uh, but, you know, cr- credit to Craig Bold to, to get this team where he wants them to be. And uh, he proved that he could do it at North Dakota State, and he's doing it right now in Wyoming. Uh, our last team that is on our radar a little bit we've talked about is Hawaii uh, with wins over uh, Arizona and uh, Oregon State. They do take on Washington uh, the first time they come off the island this this year. I think that uh, Washington bounces back and they beat them, but uh, Hawaii also has Central Arkansas and Nevada. And uh, if we really want to see if this team is legit, they got to win in the Mountain West. That is that is pivotal. And uh, I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, who do I have um, winning it? And you know, you have San Diego State, you have Fresno State, you have Hawaii on that side of the conference, Nevada beat. Uh, Purdue, so definitely a lot of talent coming over uh, on that side of the ball as well. So definitely, these are the the five teams that we're going to start to to look at. Uh, we're going to have uh, I just wrote this down. We're going to have our our top five, our radar five, right? Every single week, teams that are impressing us or did something that we weren't expecting, and then we'll also call it our bottom five or the dumpster fire five, and uh, just teams that uh, definitely have been underwhelming. Not only the disappointments like uh, UCLA as a disappointment, but uh, you know FAU, FAU, just those kinds of teams. Anyway, um, again, I I want to touch on this, and it, well, I'm only going to take a couple minutes, but Alabama coach Nick Saban this weekend he decided to kind of come after the media, and one of the media members uh, talked to him and asked him a question. He said uh, something along the lines of. 
why did you schedule New Mexico State, basically? And he kind of goes off on this, you know, classic Nick Saban rant. And I think, like, everybody just kind of accepts it. Um, I don't really like these rants, some of the things he talks about. He talks about recruiting. Uh, he's ranted about that. He's ranted about, uh, you know, kids making mistakes and, you know, the media blowing up. Like, oh, man, you know, Alabama lost the game. And then, honestly, I think it's kind of his own ego when he goes off on these rants. And he's like, you – basically, the, the whole premise of it was you guys can go out and fight, try to find me find games these top teams don't want to uh they don't want me to play now honestly i think we as fans we kind of have we have influence right uh social media and you know if we don't want to watch a game we don't want to watch a game i don't know what the ratings are but i can't imagine uh the game alabama new mexico state game was watched across the entire nation (laughs) that was a very boring game uh we wanted to see a game like LSU and Texas and honestly if both of those teams go undefeated they should be rewarded for playing each other not only you know did Texas lose and they'll have one loss or potentially two losses but they scheduled LSU at the first of the season and LSU should be rewarded going to Austin and winning regardless if they lose to Alabama or not Um, that is a big time win and Alabama why 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 do you want to beat up on these teams you played Duke understand Duke is a power fight team but they're the bottom half they they had a good team last year. If you would have played Daniel Jones's year, and it might have been a little bit closer, I would have given you a little bit more kudos. But really, you're going to play Duke and New Mexico State. You played absolutely nobody. And I don't see them. They're like, well, you know, schedules are set so far in advance. Honestly, no. Um, I'm kind of disappointed with both Alabama and North Dakota State. Let's play some teams. Uh, you know, Alabama also has Southern Miss on the schedule. They have Western Carolina on the schedule. Are you kidding me? You couldn't have reached out to a team like, you know, Louisville or, or a team like that or a team like Maryland. Reach out to them. Play them. Let's see it. Alabama, if you want to say that you're the champions, you got to take on everybody. Play UCF. Let's see it. I understand that they schedule these things so far in advance, but they need to have some kind of liquidity or you know liquidation however you want to conjugate i don't really know how that is but we gotta have something where these people these big programs are playing people north dakota state does not play an fbs team this year now you know what you can meet up on the fcs all you want and you can beat up on your rival uh north dakota i i wasn't you know i like the rivalry but you know playing butler and scoring 51 points on them is that really what we want to watch did anybody watch that game because i didn't i saw the highlights and most people watch the highlights of North Dakota State, but that's it. They're not watching the games. North Dakota State, schedule a team, um, you know, like a, a, an ACC. Schedule Miami. What's If you lose, you lose. They're, you're not going to – you're not – going against anything really big and it just kind of bothered me those those th- things that Bama was or Bama coach Nick Saban was saying that you know well why don't you go find us to play somebody well I guarantee you let's hold it accountable let's get these universities let's hold them accountable for playing tough teams Ohio State a couple years ago they played Oklahoma when Baker Mayfield you know planted the flag and it was this big controversy but they played them Ohio State uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of Ohio State they should be rewarded for that congratulations you played a really hard team Oklahoma Congratulations, you played Ohio State. You guys put your potential national championship on the line. You didn't just take four patty cakes. Anyway, so you just look at things like that, and and it just kind of frustrated me. So um, I'm kind of, I'll probably end up doing a podcast where I discuss uh, possible alternatives um, into 
college football playoff and a little bit of, of what I think just because this kind of bothers me to the point where it's it's just kind of ridiculous. It's starting to – I kind of roll my eyes at it. I was like, oh, here we go, Nick Saving. You're really complaining about playing New Mexico State and scoring 63 points on them. Anyway, so there's my little rant. Um, probably ran a little bit about it with North Dakota State because they never play an FBS team, and I really want to see them play. Play somebody like Minnesota. Instead of playing Butler in Minnesota, play Minnesota. Let's see it. I want to see it. North Dakota State has some serious athletes. They're all over in the NFL. They do good. Hello, Carson Wentz. People say that he's a generational talent. Comes around once a decade. Well, nobody was watching you because you were playing down there in the FCS. Let's get some national attention on them and let's pull them up. You, you can stay in the FCS. You can win the national championship. I don't care about that. I want to see you play uh, You know, on... Saturday, Saturday night, let's go prime time. North Dakota State against somebody. I don't know if they're going to be able to take on Clemson, but I'm sure they could beat a lot of good teams in the FBS. Okay, enough about that. Uh, like I said, a little bit about uh, the CU-Nebraska game. Uh, we're going to be following it. I don't know uh, what's going on with Scott Frost and the Nebraska Cornhuskers because I feel like Mike Riley was a good coach, so we didn't really leave the program in, in that much disarray. Uh, going to be kind of interesting as we follow it. We're going to be doing it quietly here. I was impressed with Mel Tucker and uh, his coaching job that he did down there in Boulder. Uh Anyway, so just a little bit touch on that on the game of the week. Okay, now here we go. This week's games of the weeks. All right, here we go. Games of the week and questions. Now, uh, I made this, I usually do this uh, Sunday night, and so things come out and change a little bit, but we're going to stick to our guns, and we're going to say, no, this is what we want, and this is who we want to see out there. Number one, uh, game of the week overall, and uh, it's kind of annoying because I do this at the very first of the season. I'm sure college football game day does it as well, but I said Iowa State uh, against Iowa at home. We are in a um, that will be the best overall game. I believe it's on two o'clock on Fox uh, for check, you know, check your local listings. So you guys can tune in and watch that game. Going to be a very good, good clash. I want to see Iowa state win. I'm not, uh, I don't want to take sides again. Uh, and I know that sounds like that, but you got to, uh, you got to be able to win, be willing to, to take a chance and to be, say, you know what, I want this team to win, and I really want to see Iowa State win. I think the Big 12 is getting better. Uh, a couple of years ago, they were really bad, and so I, I want to see Iowa State do good. I want to see them take on, you know, a team like Oklahoma and, uh, and Texas. I want to see Iowa State uh, compete at the highest level. And I think they can. Uh, they still have a long road ahead of them, but, uh, you know, they – I think that this team is is capable of that. I want to see a team like Baylor get back to prominence. But uh, again, I want to see if Iowa State can beat Iowa. That is the game of the week. Um, the group of five game of the week is Southern Miss at Troy. Now, I just want to say uh, not to uh, gloat or anything, just to, just to give you guys a little bit. I spend a lot of time thinking about these games of the week. And last week's game of the week, I could have taken the Clemson-Texas A&M game. Could have said LSU-Texas. I took the Nebraska-Colorado game. It went into overtime, came down to a single kick. Uh, they had Nebraska favored by four. I ended up taking Colorado on that. And... Uh, you know, with the points and Colorado ended up winning. So it was, it was great to see uh, kind of our game of the week. And then I said, uh, Boise against Marshall last week, I said, it's going to be a really good game. It was 14 to seven. The spread was uh, Boise state was favored by 11 and a half and it ended up being seven game or seven points. So uh, these games of the week definitely want to tune into the, I spent a lot of time on this. I, I talked to a lot of people, um, 
do a lot of research going into this. Anyway, so group of five game of the week is Southern Miss against Troy, have a CUSA and a Sun Belt. Uh, kind of both of them are kind of towards the top of other respective conferences, and I really want to see how they roll out. Southern Miss played well against Mississippi State, so we'll see how well they play against Troy. Okay, for the SEC, we were going to be having uh, the game Kentucky uh, home against Florida. They have been the Florida Killers, and uh, the 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 Kentucky Wildcats for whatever reason they just they just beat Florida. It's it's impressive. Uh, their quarterback is out uh, sadly, so we're going to see how Kentucky is going to be able to adjust to that. Uh, I'm not sold on this Florida team. A lot of people are like, "Oh no, Florida's going to be good. Florida's back." Blah blah blah. I think Dan Mullen needs a year or two more before it's really returned to prominence. I really don't like Felipe Franks and his ball, um, but we'll see Kentucky's Florida's Achilles Hill. I think they beat him once in the last five years and uh, they play every single year. So, Watch out, because uh, this Kentucky-Florida game is going to be good. Uh, for the Big Ten, we have Michigan State against Arizona State. Uh, last year, Arizona State barely uh, ended up beating Michigan State with a score. Or no, it was, was it two years ago? No, it was last year. It was last year. They won 16-13 to 13, uh, at home. Now, Michigan State gets Arizona State in East Lansing. Kind of a revenge game. I really want to see this Michigan State. Spartan team. They're supposed to be really good, uh, kind of a dark horse. Uh, and it turns out that Maryland's the really big dark horse, but definitely a dark horse coming out of the Big Ten. Uh, we'll see how they respond again. Uh, Arizona State's defense is extremely good. Uh, their offensive line is not very good, and uh, their quarterback play, I mean, I understand that he's young. Give him some time, but in a big-time game, you know, East Lansing, we're going to see if he'll be able to step up and uh, see if the Sun Devils can get the win. Uh, the ACC, now I've talked about this team two weeks in a row, but uh, this is particularly interesting. Syracuse against Clemson. Uh, Syracuse beat Clemson two years ago, uh, and it was really an impressive win in, I believe they call it the Superdome, Superior Dome, I don't know. Um, very impressive win. They're home. They just got beat up by Maryland. Clemson coming in riding high. Um it's going to be hard because, you know, Clemson is, is definitely a superior team. But, uh, again, kind of like the Kentucky-Florida team, their game, uh, Syracuse almost beat Clemson last year uh, in Death Valley in Clemson. So we're going to see what Syracuse can do if they can defend their home turf. Uh, Dino Babers is a great coach. Uh, see if he can go toe-to-toe with Dabo Sweeney. Uh, out of the Big 12, we have TCU at Purdue. And this is an ex- uh, more of a... TCU thing I'm more more concerned about. I want to see how good this TCU team is. Uh, well, there's been a lot of media attention again. Texas, Oklahoma, and even Iowa State has received more media attention. And this TCU team, they're Mr. Consistency. They beat Cal last year. Uh, Cal just beat Washington. So how good is this TCU team? That's really a big question, especially where they've only played one game and coming off of a bye. Uh, out of the American Athletic, we have Houston, a neutral site game, still in Houston, but uh, playing Washington State, Battle of the Cougars, which Cougar is going to win? Who will win this cap fight? Uh, that was a terrible joke, but we're going to see who can. Uh, again, congratulations to Houston for scheduling Oklahoma and Washington State on your schedule. I feel like they should be rewarded in this uh, this capacity, and uh, I really want to see how this guy, this quarterback, uh, Gordon, I believe, Andrew Gordon, for uh, Washington State, he's extremely good, very, very talented guy. Uh, going to be kind of interesting to see what he can do against a, a pretty good Houston team and uh, Derek King. 
Uh, out in the Mountain West, we have Air Force against Colorado. This is the battle for Colorado. Obviously, Colorado has already beat Colorado State, and uh, Air Force and Colorado State will meet up a little bit later in the season. But uh, where Colorado, I mean, I guess we can have a three-way tie, but uh, we're going to see if Colorado can win the battle of Colorado outright, especially against a weird kind of offense uh, that Air Force runs. Uh, and then Air Force, how far you know are they going to be able to rival a team like Boise State or Utah State on their side of the conference. Uh, out of the CUSA, we have Middle Tennessee State against Duke. Uh, this is kind of biased because my dad, uh, he's a big Michigan fan, and he was a really big fan of what Middle Tennessee State did against Michigan. And so, you know what? They went to the CUSA title last year, and they kind of surprised everybody. FAU didn't. FIU didn't. Marshall didn't. It was Middle Tennessee State. So... They're a quiet team, but I want to see how well they will do against the Power 5 team. Uh, we'll see how Duke responds. Uh, they beat down on North Carolina A&M or A&T um, last week, and obviously they, they lost to Alabama, so we'll see how they respond as well. Uh, out of the MAC, we have Buffalo against Liberty. Again, Buffalo was a team last year, uh, ended up winning their side of the MAC, and being a very impressive football club uh, by the end, by November, and, and, and they got to a double-digit win season. And uh, I want to see if Liberty, how how Coach Hugh Freeze coaches his team. Uh, a lot of Liberty's schedule is very uh, hard on the front end, a lot easier on the back end. So we'll see how this the Liberty Flames respond. And uh, really concerned with both teams. We'll see if Buffalo can make another run at the MAC title. Uh, out of the Sun Belt, we have Georgia State against Western Michigan. Uh, Georgia State would have been on our radar, but they struggled against Paladins of Furman. Now, Furman is in our top 15 in the FCS. So don't feel bad, Georgia State, because sometimes um, some of these teams wouldn't even be top 15 in the FCS. Uh, uh, a team like Texas State or even South Alabama. I guess South Alabama played well, but there's a couple teams that, you know, UMass, you know, they lost to a Salukis team, a Southern Illinois team that went 2-9 and nine last year. So obviously UMass would struggle against FCS teams and, and congratulations to them and, and the coaching staff and stuff. But um, definitely want to watch this uh, Georgia State uh, game. They have a potential to go 3-0. and Obviously that would be a Big big time win for the for the program to, to start off undefeated and uh, Western Michigan is kind of a, a sneaky MAC team. Uh, ever since PJ Fleck was there, they've always kind of uh, they had a couple years where they weren't as good, but they're always kind of the sneaky team that you completely forget about out of the MAC, and then you're like, oh wait, they're good. I totally forgot. Every single year, I totally discredit this team, and all of a sudden they're coming up and, and bite me in the butt again. Uh, but they do play in a really hard side of the conference as well, NIU and uh, Toledo on that side of the conference. But it's going to be a very interesting game to see on both squads, to see how they respond to one another. And, and uh, you know, obviously Georgia State beat Tennessee, an SEC-level team. and They beat the Paladins, even though they struggled. And Western Michigan's just kind of sitting there chilling. So we'll see if uh, – I'm not going to let them sneak up on us. And uh, definitely after this game uh, – We'll see if if Georgia State can keep their role and uh, if they can, you know, if this is just a hangover, they're able to, you know, to beat Tennessee. They played super well. They they prepared all offseason. They have a hangover with the Paladin and still win. You know, will they be able to continue it out through the season? They've been to a bowl game before. I wouldn't be surprised if they get back to another one. Uh, that team is, is with Sean Ellington. He's a really impressive uh, quarterback, and we'll see uh, how that plays out down there in Atlanta.
Oh, sorry, that's in Kalamazoo, uh, Georgia State at uh, Western Michigan. All right, those are our games of the week, uh, and this is we're just going to wrap up our FBS podcast for uh, week three again. A lot of storylines that we've been following. Uh, I'm going to be trying to do a few new fun segments, let you guys know. Uh, obviously, you know, the bottom five and who's on our radar. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a couple of Power 5 teams kind of sneaking up on our radar. Uh, there's a potential uh, team like uh, Kentucky, uh, Michigan State, TCU. Oh, I didn't even go over the Pac-12. I totally skipped. Uh, sorry, uh, the Pac-12 game of the week is Arizona against Texas Tech. I was just going to say Texas Tech. Uh, they could also be another sneaky team. Um, and we'll see if if this team like a team like uh, Arizona, and I I was a little bit higher on them on the on the preseason than what I did when I watched them against Hawaii because that was just absolutely terrible. Uh, we'll see how Khalil Tate responds to that, and uh, we're just going to put these teams on our table, and uh, hopefully we can kind of create also a, a potential Heisman watch or uh, people that we're not talking about impact players. L- last week was Justin McMillan. We had a Tulane podcast uh, talking a little bit about them. Uh, Tulane would have been on the on the radar last uh, last week, and they uh, even played well against Auburn. So anyway, this is where we're just trying to mix up some segments for you guys, uh, trying to provide more sound quality. I've I've mixed up the studio a little bit. I have a desk now, and uh, I'm just kind of trying to do the best that I can do. I've I've been studying like crazy, and uh, just trying to do the best that we can possibly do this weekend. Um, I actually have a race in, in, in Provo, so I'll be up there. I'll be uh, getting alerts on my phone. I have everything recorded, though. I'll come back with all the stats this following week uh, to see what happens. Anyway, we have a nice little 8-kilometer uh, race up there in Provo, so shout-out to the to the Dixie State cross-country team, and uh, I'll be competing in that as well. So uh, I hope you guys liked uh, the podcast, and if you guys want to talk about teams or, or certain players that are on your guys' radar, don't be afraid to message me uh i'm open on all of my social on all of our social media accounts uh twitter instagram facebook our facebook page um send us a comment let us know what you guys want us to talk about uh tell your family tell your friends and uh, i hope you guys have a great week and until next time let's keep the ball rolling